thought that was Jamie, it was actually me. <laughs> uh, I just want you to know, it, it really, what you're seeing there is not really what it feels like when you're dangling, a, it was 100 feet at the top, and just to get off the edge, it took me several minutes just to get enough courage, like, yeah, I can do that, then you're standing down. This was Jamin's graduation trip from college. I asked him what he wanted to do, thinking, you know, maybe we just go on a hike up in the superstitions or something like that. No, he wants to go canyoneering in Zion National Park. So we had a phenomenal time. Um, uh, came back in one piece, got skinned up a little bit, but other than that, we came back in one piece. I'm very happy. We had a great time uh, this week uh, on that. It, it certainly is those moments that only a father can surely appreciate with your son when you experience something that there's risk involved and adventure and all of that put together in one package and you get to do that together with your son. There's a bonding experience there that's just irreplaceable. And I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads. And this is a special day. And um, I love these kinds of holidays because it's... um, like the little boy said, it's just like Mother's Day, only you just don't spend as much. <laughs> so, and I think that's true. Um, but Father's Day and is a special time, and really the message this morning is honoring our fathers. That is so important for us um, to understand, all of us, that we have a father, whether he's alive or not alive, but we know that we also have a heavenly father that deserves to be honored as well, Amen. So Father's Day is special, and I want to spend the next few moments speaking about honoring our fathers. Uh, before I do that, there's, there's 10 things that you'll never hear a dad say. The 10th the thing they said through a survey is, well, how about that? I'm lost. It looks like we'll have to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> Your never dad would never say that. Number nine something a dad would never say is, you know, Pumpkin, now that you're 13, you'll be ready for unchaperoned car dates. Won't that be fun? <laughs> All the dads are saying, no way. I mean, if you're like me, I've, I've seen dads literally have like an application that they have the guys fill out before they could even date their daughter. Uh, number eight, I noticed all your friends have a certain hostile attitude. I like that. <laughs> number seven, thing a dad would never say, here's a credit card and the keys to my new car, go crazy. (laughs) Number six, the thing his dad would never say, what do you mean you want to play football? Figure skating is good enough for you, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Number five, your mother and I are going away for the weekend, you might want to consider just throwing a party. Number four, uh, well, I don't know what's wrong with your car. Probably one of those doohickey thingies, you know, that makes it run or something. Just have it towed to the mechanic and just pay whatever he asks. Yes. <laughs> Number three, no son of mine is going to live under the roof without an earring. Now quit your belly aching and go to the mall and get the earring. <laughs> Number two. What do you want to get a job for? I, I make plenty of money for you to spend. And the number one thing you'll, you, that dad will never say is, what do I want for Father's Day? Uh, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Actually, they might say this, but they really don't mean it. <laughs> I think those are good. And on a Father's Day such as this, I say this very sincerely and with a genuine heart. I'm standing in a room this morning knowing many of you who are dads and grandfathers, and I have to say in the beginning of this message, I am honored 
to know you and honored to be in your presence because some of you are absolutely phenomenal fathers. Some of you are a father to be. Let's just give them all a hand. Let's do that. We honor you. And I think it's delightful um, as I look at Henry and he's getting ready to be a father for the first time. And Henry, I can honestly say one of the most uh, special moments next to the wedding when Bridget and I got married is when my first son was born. I got to cut the cord and be in that room and the whole thing and uh, be a part of that. And I remember the nurses asking uh, Bridget if your husband sees blood will he faint because I saw him carrying dads out of those rooms, you know, when they were giving birth. And she said, no, the blood won't bother or anything like that, but just keep him away from all the cords and all that because he'll trip on those. And I don't, I don't want this epidural to be pulled out of my back, you know. And, uh, but it was fun. I'm so, and I, I heard women give in labor in the other rooms up the hall and they're screaming and yelling and I'm, I was terrified. And I remember that moment at birthing thinking in my mind, I'm a father. I never thought I'd experience this moment. I'm a dad, I'm a father. And then the responsibility that comes with that. And I think that the deep love a father has for his children can't even compare to the deep, passionate love that God has for you and for me because he's Father God. He's Abba, Father, Papa God. I was sharing with men earlier in this service that I can't fathom that concept that, that he's not just God, but he's Papa God. He's Daddy God. And that deep relationship that God wants with his children, not at a distance where he's on a throne way up in heaven, but yet a God who wants to be a father to us, a, a father who brings correction when it's needed, a father who brings affirmation when it's needed, a father who comforts and embraces us when it's needed. I mean, there's so many attributes of Father God that are emulated in an earthly father. That when a son or a daughter even makes a horrible mistake, the father's not going to reject that son or daughter, but literally embrace the son or daughter and say, we're going to get through this no matter what it takes. I don't have all the answers, but we're going to get through this. The fact that we realize that our earthly fathers are imperfect that our earthly fathers make mistakes as well. Our earthly fathers are human, and we, we can easily have this unfair expectation that our earthly father would uh, never let us down or disappoint us or never hurt us, and, but yet they're human, but yet they're still our dad, and we honor them this morning. And I realize I sit in a scenario, a situation where some of us maybe have father wounds and maybe there's a disconnected relationship with a father or it's very distant or, and vague in, in nature and that it's like it's really hard for me to want to say I can honor my father on Father's Day when there's not a lot of relationship or perhaps somebody like my father who grew up in a home where his dad was an alcoholic and he had no relationship with his father. He told me one time, and I couldn't believe it, he said, never in my life growing up do I ever remember one time my father saying to me, son, I love you. 
And unfortunately, he grew up in a home like that, and it, it, the father was completely disconnected. He was the 11th child, and he was a baby of the family, and his father was just buried in an alcoholic stupor most of the time, and my dad never saw what fatherhood should be, and he didn't see it modeled, and it was interesting that when he came to know Jesus Christ, everything shifted and changed, and he's just one of the most phenomenal dads you could possibly imagine. I was just there Friday taking him to lunch, and I'm admiring him, and as I think of his story in his life and what he's accomplished with three sons and, and as he's sitting there and I just honor him and I'm so grateful for him and for his life. Many of you that uh, were in the church and uh, maybe you, you were, you're new now, you wouldn't know Johnny and Jessica Antrim who moved to Buckeye. I mean, I tell you, I think he missed the Lord on that one. And <laughs> we went out there to pray over his home and he's got seven kids and Jessica's now expecting number eight. Good thing they got the 12 passenger van. And we went out there to pray over their house and just uh, to dedicate his home. And it literally was over an hour away. I said, Johnny, I love you. I don't want to, I mean, you're basically 90% of our kids' church, but uh, I think you need to find a church over there and plug your kids in. This is, it's so far now. I mean, you're in, you're, it's like the last exit before you go to L.A. I mean, you can see the lights of Disneyland from his house. <laughs> and I was just with him. He came um, uh, to Jamie's graduation party, and I'm talking with him and everything. And, and he always tells me, he, he was in our school of ministry literally over 20 years ago. I had the privilege of marrying him and Jessica. They met in the school of ministry together. Now he's this father uh, of soon-to-be eight kids. I said, Johnny, you're such an amazing dad. And because if you knew Johnny's story, he uh, was conceived uh, on a one-night stand, and his mother doesn't remember who she slept with because she was so drunk. He doesn't know who his father is. He's never met him. He doesn't, you know, and mother can't even really direct him in a direction to connect with the father. And he, he said, I raised myself. He, my mom was always in the bars and everything. He goes, I would go to McDonald's most of the time and eat meals. And he literally raised himself. He was that kind of a kid. And he was walking down the street and he grew up in Wickenburg. And, and uh, a youth pastor named Rick Frankie was on his way to youth convention, driving along with all these kids in the van and sees Johnny just walking along the road along the highway, stops and says, hey, we're going to this youth convention. Would you like to come with us? Yeah, sure, I have nothing else to do. Jumps in the van. I mean, he's not accountable to anybody. Nobody cares where he's at. And he goes to the youth convention that night, and he gives his heart to Jesus Christ. And Johnny, I said, Johnny, it, I called him yesterday, and I said, would you mind if I shared a little bit of your story with the church? Because I think this is important to the message I want to share. But I said, Johnny, you never met your dad. You don't know who he is. And he said, Dean, I grew up always wanting a dad. I, I, I really did. I, I longed to have a dad. He goes, but when I, when I came to Christ, he said, and I realized I had a heavenly father, that longing changed. And then I began to long. It's like, I long to be a dad. And now I'm a dad. And he's got a lot of kids. And, and he says, I try to just have a deep relationship with each one of them. And I don't, I said, how have you done it? You didn't see it modeled, and, but yet you're such a great dad. I mean, he's a great kids pastor when we had him in the kids church. He said, I don't know. He said, I, I fell in love with my heavenly father. And I feel like literally that it just naturally comes from me that the closer I get to my heavenly father, I can emulate those attributes that he demonstrates to me in that relationship. And it's just a really remarkable story. It would make you cry if you heard all the details of his testimony. And he said, Dana, I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not upset at all. He says, I can show honor to my heavenly father. I can even say I honor my earthly father because I realize that my 
parents, it was an accident that I was conceived, and I've heard a lot of people say that. It's like, well, you know what? I wasn't planned. I was an accident. But I want to say to you that there might be accidental parents that didn't plan it, but in the kingdom of God, there's no accidental babies. And I want you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It's the fifth commandment, and it's an important one because it really is the essence of what I want to share here today. Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and your mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord God is giving you. And this was so important to the Lord of this aspect, a very simple commandment that I don't want you to dishonor, you're really saying, I don't want you to dishonor your parents. I don't care if you like them or not, or if they've you know, been bad to you, that there's an element here that God says is very important that if you're gonna live long and be blessed in the land that I'm gonna give you, it's important. This is not a conditional uh, thing that God is asking that you can honor your parents if you like them or love them, but I want you to honor your father and your mother. Now, being in that list of commandments, God knew that if we didn't honor our father and mother, there could be easily an open door of bitterness and resentment that would come in uh, to our life. And it's interesting that the people that grow up and saying, I've heard this a million times, if they grew up in a home especially where a dad was just a, a deadbeat father, or maybe he was checked out, or maybe he was never a part of my life. I've heard professional athletes that became famous. I could think of a couple names in mind right now that they, they didn't have a father. Their father basically just abandoned the family. They become famous, and then their father wanted to get back in their life because overnight they're making millions of dollars. And it's like, you know what? That's my dad by name, but I don't know him. I don't want any part of his life. And you could just sense they're seething with the bitterness there. And it's like, I would never want to be like my dad. And without honoring and without forgiveness there, a lot of them end up becoming just by the very thing that they hate. Honor your father and mother, you'll live a long, full life in the land. And then in Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, Paul also repeats this same concept. He's talking about family relationships. He said, honor your father and mother. He repeats that commandment. This is the first commandment with a promise. There's a blessing here. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you'll have a long life on earth. There'll be longevity. There'll be blessing. And uh, God will be able to open this door in your life to bring these things into your life, something that simple and that basic. It's a huge key and a very vital principle in our life. And Father's Day is one of those days where we can honor our Father. Some people say, well, I don't know if I have anything to honor him. Just honor him because he's your dad. Honor him because of that. And I think that it's important for us to understand that parents may not have planned you, but God did. Look at, look at the book of Psalms 139, verse 13 and 16. I love these verses. It says, you made all of the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit to me together in my mother's womb. They, they say it's a miracle even in the secular world. They say that conception is an absolute miracle. On the eighth day, that heart is beating and that little baby that they say that is literally just a, a, maybe half an inch, a few days, I mean, so small, Maybe I'm getting this wrong. Maybe it's a month. I don't know. But I know that they say the heart is beating within just a little over a week, literally, and God's beginning to form and shape that. And then verse 16, it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded 
in your book, the Lord says, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God planned you. And even though that event and that conception may have been in a situation that was unplanned, God planned it and God has forged out your future. And really it's a matter of how you respond and choices knowing that, that God hadn't forgot about you. He saw you in the womb. He knew your name, your future, and laid this out. And now we have the choice and the ability to make biblical right choices so that God can bless us, God can use us, and give us meaning and significant in the world, knowing that it doesn't matter what my heritage and my name portrays. It may be in a bad situation, but God helps us to supersede all of that and say, you know what, I've called you. My hand was upon you in the mother's womb. There's a destiny. There's a future. Yes, you can even honor your father. You can honor your mother, even though in their minds they weren't even thinking they're planning a family at the time that God saw, because this is a miracle. And God has a great expectation of, and I think it's a simple expectation, especially to honor God and to honor our Father. How do we do that? And I think there's a number of different ways. I don't think it's so difficult. And I was asking some of the dads, what are you going to uh, do today with, um, uh, you know, on Father's Day and some of the, the different, you know, activities in the way to honor. Well, of course, the gifts is traditional in the card and all those kinds of things. But I think one of the most important ways that we can honor our fathers that we honor with grace. It's undeserved. That word grace that God gave us and forgave us and showed mercy to us and made us a child. He adopted us into the family. We can say, he's my father God now. It was all just built on grace. Did any of you earn or deserve it? Absolutely not. I didn't deserve it, and I know you didn't, but God's like, it doesn't matter if you deserve it, and you don't have to earn it, and I'm not going to give you a gift of grace because of something that you did. And I think typically we like to honor people in society, uh, in Hollywood, for performance and for activity, for doing good works and things we love. We give awards and, and all kinds of things throughout the world. It's because something was done, but grace is a biblical concept. We need to honor our dads for being dads, not just for their accomplishments. Somebody say amen. I'm going to honor you just because you're a dad. You don't have to prove anything to me. The fact that you're a father is you're emulating something that God is giving you the privilege and the honor to be a father just like he's a father. And a lot of guys think, you know what, well, I'm not a good father. I, I feel like I've, maybe I failed my kids. But you're a dad, and I'm going to honor you today, and God's going to honor you today. You're a father. And it's never too late to do the honorable thing as a father. It's never too late as long as you have a breath and you're breathing that you can go back and you can repair relationships and we can humble ourselves and do honorable things as a father and God can even honor us more. But when it comes to honoring, honor with grace, it's not deserved. Let's just honor the dads, not because they deserve it, not because they did some accomplishment. It's just because they're a dad and they're special in the eyes of God. We honor you. We honor you with grace. And number two, I, I think just honoring with forgiveness. Dads are imperfect. And when you, if some of you young guys, if you're not a dad yet and you experience this, you realize that you're going to be like an umpire behind a plate. And I feel like that a lot of times. And, and the 
you know, I know where the strike zone is, and I think I know how to call a strike versus a ball, but there's sometimes the ball comes across the plate, and in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if that was a strike or a ball, but I'm realizing the batter's looking at me, everybody on the field and the stands looking at me, my family's looking at me, you got to make a call. And I have to admit to you that I think most of the time I make the right call, but there are other times that I totally called it a strike and it was a ball and everybody in the stand knew it. My family knew it on that. And it's like, you know what? I made a call. It was the wrong call. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. (laughs) I had to make a call. And there's an element of grace and even forgiveness. Well, at least he's there. At least he made a call. At least he made a decision. But some of the decisions that we make, even for our personal lives, are not always the right decision. And that's why we have not just a God up in heaven, but we have a Father God who brings correction and discipline in our life so that we have to continually making the wrong call in our life. And I think that the giving a gift of forgiveness is one of the great things that we can do um, to our, for our fathers is to give them grace, to forgive the areas of mistakes. And then number three, we honor with our love. And as you know, love is not a feeling, but it's, it's a commitment. And in 1 Peter 4, 8, it says that love will cover a multitude of sins. There's just something about honoring somebody. It's like, you know what, I love you anyway. It's not because I always feel it. It's not because you deserve it, but... I'm gonna just going to love you, and I think the most remarkable men and women of God, to me, some of the most remarkable dad and moms, it's like, you know what? They're my kids. I love them. They're blood. <laughs> I will always love my family. I will always love my children, whether they do what I want them to do or they disappoint me or don't disappoint me. There's that love there, but I think one of the greatest ways that we can do is give a gift of, of love to, to our fathers. And just say that even if the feeling isn't there and it's not deserved, it's just like, I'm going to love you because it's the right thing to do. And in that, God says, I'm going to bless you. And in the land that I'm giving you, I'm going to bless you with long life. I'm going to bless you, you know, with my favor and my grace upon your life as you keep that relationship open and connected. I'm not saying, I mean, you could send your dad a card and if all of it said was happy Father's Day and you signed it, that you, that's honoring. And many of you probably have heard the statistic that in prison when they give free cards out for the inmates to fill out on Mother's and Father's Day that 90% typically the inmates in prison will get one of the cards and and fill it out and mail it to their mom. But on Father's Day, it's less than 10% of the inmates will even bother to get the free card and fill it out and send to their dad. Josh mentioned this past week we were in a conversation about churches and certain churches and leaders and what they attract or don't attract. And he made a profound statement, and we've all read it, that we live in a fatherless generation. I mean, I, I work as a substitute teacher in a high school. I can't begin to tell you how many kids in my classes have no father in the home that they can just go home to and say, hey, Dad, or get a hug from a dad. And they're, they're, It's a fatherless generation, and it's created such complications and problems within our society. And I'll tell you, a, a country, a strong country, a country that's healthy, a country that will progress in a healthy manner is a country who has strong families. And when the family unit begins to disintegrate, a country will disintegrate great. In a church, 
that lacks the strong teaching of how to honor a father that if we don't have strong families in a church, and even though there's many families in a church that come from broken errors and past, and many of them are the father of that, we need a church community that understands this concept of, of fatherhood. And if there's father wounds in our life, the Lord says, I can come and I can bring healing and restoration even to the father wounds of your life that cause you to pull back and to isolate, and it, it, will, it, it will cause complications in your marriage marriage. It will cause complications in your ministry. It will cause complications in your relationship with the Heavenly Father if there's an earthly father wound in your heart. And the guys that are sitting there in a jail cell wondering, how in the world did I get here and get into this place? It always goes back to a dad and the lack of direction, the lack of affirmation, a lack of a father's love. But I want to say here this morning as I said earlier, we sit in a room here today with a group of fathers that I so admire and I look up to, and some of you have your sons here, some of you have your daughters here, you're sitting here today, some of you are, are living here and your parents live in another place and all that, but I see the reflection of a father in each one of you, and I just want to honor the dads that are in this place here this morning, and I want to say, you are worthy of honor, you are special, and God favor is upon your life and we honor you today and we're excited that as a father that you're sitting in this service today because the Lord means something to you and you're honoring Father God by being in this service and God's going to bless you for that. I'd like our worship team to come at this time. Psalm 68.5 I love this verse that is so powerful. It says that he He's a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. That is God who is dwelling is holy. When I think of Johnny, he lived this. I mean, he said with such confidence yesterday when I was speaking to him, like, Johnny, how did you make the transition? Like, who taught you how to do this? You know, like, did you just read this phenomenal parenting book or go through a seminar or something? He's like, no. He said, Dana, I, my heart, my life was transformed. I, I understood. When I came to Jesus, that Father God, he just made himself real to me. And it just, it, it changed my life. It changed my heart. And he knew immediately that Father God is a father to the fatherless. He was an example of that. I've been blessed, like many of you here today, to have a dad who is a part of my life in so many different ways and still is one of the best friends and influencers in my life personally today. And I was thinking as I drove back from Prescott where I grew up and and my parents had this long conversation with me and it was quite emotional and I, it was all I could do not to just lose it and I just, I had to refrain myself as they're, they're laying out all the details of when they die and what they want to happen and it's like, I don't want to have this conversation. They're like, well, we need to have this conversation. And I think that you just, you never think your dad's going to die. You just think he's always going to be around. It's not the reality of it. And so, I don't want to ever look back on my life 
and wish I could have done it different. I just want to honor him. I want to give him a gift of grace and a gift of forgiveness and a gift of love and honor my father so that there's no regret when the Lord does take him home and it's only for a season I'll see him again. He'll eternally be my earthly father. We'll spend eternity together. I realize that. But I don't want to look back and say, could I have done more to honor him? And that's so important for us. And with your dad, whether he's here today or he's out of town or somewhere else, I would just encourage you to make that phone call. I would encourage you more than just a gift and a card just to just say, Dad, I, I honor you for being my dad.